Am I making any sense? Something here today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Am I Making Sense? I have a very special guest, the founder of the wildly, insanely popular Displaced Comedians Facebook page, the one, the only, Nico Lukoff. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Matthew. How are you, man? Good. Good. <laughs> Happy to have you here on this Saturday morning, the day after Christmas. So we're, we're just grinding. So, man, to kick things off, I wanted to talk with you about Displaced Comedians Facebook page. Yeah. Because it really has blown up, obviously. Zoom has become a necessity for all of us who like to slang jokes for fun. Um, And I think Displaced Comedians, without it, I don't know that I would be... Um, I definitely wouldn't be joining as many Zoom mics. I mean, literally word of mouth, I know of, I knew of like four to five mics by word of mouth. Yeah. Um, but now it just feels like almost any given day at any given time, I can go into your spreadsheet and boop, uh, you know, jump onto a mic. So talk to me about what was the catalyst for that. Sure. And, and, and yeah, um, so we'll say this. I feel like I'm the one that did this, but like put it together. But if I had it, I really think someone would have done it similar in some weird way. I think we still would have gotten there in, in some way. But uh, but yeah, so and it's funny that you mentioned uh, word of mouth because that's actually kind of how it started where I, I had seen a couple of Zoom mics just poke, poking around some different groups. It's like three or four and like, ah, how do I keep track of these? All three or four of these a week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is ridiculous to think of now because there's so many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like pre-COVID, I'd only gone up about 30 times doing live mics, never like booked on anything. And I was just, you know, and then I was at home. It was like, okay, well, between traveling and going, because I would do mics when I would travel for work. I was very fortunate with that. When I was home, I just hang out with my family. Yeah. And then so, but that also made it inconsistent, you know, when I was going. Yeah. I might yeah. do like one mic in a week. I might do one in a couple of weeks and I might do three or four in a week, just depending on what was going on. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted a way to, you know, work on material and, and everything, you know, between those things. And then when COVID hit and everything was shutting down anyway, it was like, okay, well now people are really focusing on figuring out the technology to, to make it happen, you know, primarily through zoom. Yeah. Um, and I saw a comedian who, uh, who I had met in Tacoma, Washington and, and, and in Seattle areas where I did most of the mics I did. Um, and I saw that she was on a, a mic that Rachel Rothenberg uh, put on. And I keep forgetting the original name that Rachel had for her mic, but now it's the Panda mic. Okay. Um, which, is, which is really fun and still going. And I uh, saw that she was on there and I, was, and I watched. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm checking this out. I, I really need to figure out a way to to work on material right now and 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 to get into this. So I finally found an angle of my garage. I didn't mind people seeing yeah. Um, this before I understood virtual backgrounds <laughs> I had my laptop on my, you know, washing machine. That was back in the beginning when I, the, you know, I had stacks of toilet paper, did like a shtick about that when that was a thing people talked yeah. about. And, um, I did, you know, I did a five minute set on our mic and it did not go great because, well, I'm a new open mic and I'm just, you know, open mic on zoom, like whatever, but yeah. it was fun. And I was like, all right, I got to figure out a way to utilize this, especially for, you know, who knows how long this is going to be going on. I, I feel like, I felt like the things were going to be closed for way longer than, than, people were starting to think yeah, and uh, really want to be able to take advantage of this. And because I had joined the different regional groups when I travel. So like, I'd be like in the Portland comics group or, you know, and in Cal- some different California groups, Northwest book, like these different areas. I, I would see, um, I would see, you know, this person in Portland's putting on a zoom mic or this person in California is putting on a zoom mic or wherever. Yeah. Um, and then I would, 
you know, pay attention to that. But I was like, okay, there's got to be a way to centralize that. Because when I travel for work, I'd use badslava.com as my starting point, typically, where you'd have a bunch of mics in different areas. I'd usually zone, hone in on the specific regional groups to, to really figure out what was still active. But, you know, for online, I didn't really know of anything like that. So um, I just cobbled together information of a few of the mics that I knew about. And I realized it needed to be a group because I wanted to encourage not only, you know, definitely community and working together, but also I want to encourage people bringing information to it. Cause I knew it was going to be a live thing because things are going to move so fast. You know, mics are going to start, they're going to stop all the time. So it, I didn't want to just have like a website where you just submitted something to, I felt like that was going to be stagnant and that just wasn't going to get what I wanted, even though yeah, simpler thing to set up, I didn't, but it wouldn't achieve what I was looking for. Cause just also just myself as a, as a you know new comic, I wanted to get you know uh, get sets in, <laughs> so yeah. I started the group, and it first started as just an announcement post where I had like this long list of all the mics that I could uh, that I had found, and you know this one's like three days a week, so it kind of felt like it was like adding a bunch, and I was like this is just too slow to add to, and it's such a pain in the ass to view, um, and then I decided to just you know put in a Google Sheet, took a bit of work to set that up but then to get it set up how it is now it's it's, it's a lot easier to maintain an update and just want to have in the information that i felt was pertinent you know not just when a mic is but how to sign up what's the set link are they streaming are they not streaming where are they based out of because while people make the joke oh it doesn't matter where they're based it's the internet it kind of does because usually that's where the scene you know the people that go to that typically are from their local scene a yeah. lot of the time a lot of these things are based on current mics they're on so it just grew into this thing and and now i've got a form to be able to add to it um, and it went from, you know, just a couple hundred people I invited to now Facebook's recommending it to a bunch of people. And we're, we're getting pretty close to 5,000, uh, members right now. Not everyone's active, obviously, but if you're in the group, it, it is a pretty active group. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, helps being productive. Yeah. You touched on so many things I want to go deeper on. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think, so I've traveled also, and I've tried to find mics and I'm not, I, I sound like a real, um, I don't know. I sound really out of touch, but Facebook is still a mystery to me. I don't know the best way. So whenever I travel, I do kind of what you had said, which is I go to Facebook and I'll start searching just whatever. Let's say I'm in Colorado. I'll start searching for Colorado open mics or Denver open mic. And sometimes you find a group that's helpful, but most of the times you get in a group and then it's two days before you get added to the group. And then, oh, well, I'm wrapping up my trip and then I'm out. Um, and so I think something like this has been needed actually for a long time. And to your point about that, this pandemic has kind of just made it ripe for this is okay. Now as comics, I think for me, you know, I try to always take the silver lining for everything that happened this year, as bad as it's been for some people. But for a lot of us, it's kind of been a wake up call that, oh shit. I always thought of myself as this South Bay, San Jose open mic guy. But then I realized, well, wait a minute, globally speaking, there is a lot of people at my, whatever you want to call it, development level or interest level or commitment yeah, level yeah. where, I, you know, it's kind of like in San Jose, this was my mindset before my mindset was always like, this is a hobby for me. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I'm hanging out with some fun people. Um, but if I ever want to take it seriously, I got to go to San Francisco or go down to LA or maybe even the big commitment of New York. So it's always mm -hmm. a casual thing. But now I'm like, well, wait a minute. No, with these Zoom mics, I know it's not the same thing, but at least I'm mixing and mingling with people from all different markets. And I'm realizing, okay, it, it's more of like um, your years in 
doing stand-up comedy rather than the market you're in. Because ultimately what it's about, are you doing the writing and are you getting the mic time? And yeah. Zoom, it remains to be seen if Zoom will transfer over to real world. But nevertheless, it feels like um, it feels like I'm doing the work by committing to mics every day and then doing the writing for that mic and then being in front of people. You know, it is hard to get a read on people. It's hard to know if your stuff is landing, but whatever. It's still, it's been great. And I think it's been great because I feel now, if I'm ever in that scenario again, if I ever travel again in my career, which... <laughs> We got to get into that with how things are going to change. Cause you said, Oh, you knew it was going to be longer than the, whatever, two or three months, the officials were saying like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say like I knew anything, but I'm like, dude, we're not going to, no one's going to wear Matt. Like this, this is not going to be handled. Well, like this is no. going to be a long time. Like it's going to be a long time. And even after vaccinations, there's some tricks. So anyway, if I ever do travel again, I feel like I've already got a community that could help me out. Should I decide to do in-person um, mics. Absolutely. So I think this has been a very good thing. And another thing it's done is I think a lot of us comics are, we're kind of half in half out of virtual world. And when I mean virtual world, I mean uh, doing remote podcasts like we're doing right now, um, doing YouTube content and YouTube skits. Like everyone, most stand-up comics had some kind of presence everywhere. But I think this is this you talked about how you were thinking about in your house, where can I be? Yeah. That was the same problem. I, I'm a Zoom user and I didn't even think to slap up the virtual background in the beginning. I had literally like a shelf with all my because I'm in my garage, a shelf with yeah. all my shit on it. <laughs> and then after about a month I go, why am I not using virtual background? And then I use virtual background. And I go, why am I not putting up a cheap piece of green felt behind me? You know? And so I thought of all these things and then, you know, podcasting, I just switched over 100% to virtual podcasting now, which is great because again, I actually, I don't even know where you're located. Nico, where is your uh, market? I live in Idaho. I live in Nampa, Idaho. It's near Boise. I'm not from here. I actually grew up in San Jose, California. Okay. Um, so I was 16. And yeah, it's funny because people are like, where are you from? We're doing the set. Like I care so little about where anybody is from. When I, Well, okay. I'll say when I, I care so little about where I'm from when someone's like, you claim whatever, but I'm like, I don't, I'm a, I'm just a dude who likes to tell jokes wherever. I mean, yeah. I'm not like a, I'm a whatever comedian, like a, this area comedian, which I know is a, a lot of people's identity. So I'm not like shitting on that. But for me personally, I have no real great connection because I've also never even done comedy here. I've done stand up in uh, Portland, Seattle, Tacoma, um, in Oakland, Sacramento. And the, the Oakland, Sacramento, are just like a couple of mics. Okay. Um, so like, you know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah I'm in, and I'm in my garage right now, dude. I've got a, I got an insulation board propped up behind me on a shelf there you go on a pile of toilet paper and the other side's got a got a ladder and i got a sheet draped yeah. over i need to throw a, a better green thing though because your green screen is great because usually when i use the virtual background that gap between your head and the headphones is yeah. it looks all it shows you whatever's behind you but yours is crisp so i need to i've already got the board i don't know why i haven't said said just throwing a sheet over like that there's no reason not to have i'll give you a tour just so you can kind of so this is just very cheap green felt from like a Joanne's fabric store. Okay. And then I flipped my workbench around. So I have some drywall up behind on this part of the garage, but I mean, I'm literally like, this is a garage. Nice. You know? Yeah. I got piles of boxes of stuff all over is what I've got around here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, but it got, it got me off my butt with trying to think about how to keep, you know, my YouTube doing it. fed and whatnot. And, uh, it's, yeah. So I think, you know, ultimately, like I said, um, 
it, we're all going to be better off for it. The big question is going to be when we step back out on a physical, st- actually, that's another question for you. Have you done any physical mics? Since- and I'm glad you brought that up. So I've done one. Okay. And the things that I did properly went pretty well. I screwed up some timing from when they were starting the time and I was timing something on my phone. I had a little bit, I shouldn't have made it this complicated. Like I had a bit where like five minutes, my alarm was going to go off and I was going to do a thing. And like, I shouldn't have done like, but the stuff that I, that I did worked worked pretty well and it was really fun. And I was like the people that hadn't been doing this, I think, um, I don't know. I'm just saying, I, th- I think this, this does translate in different ways. And there's also some comedians that are in displaced who are doing live stuff all the time. Yeah. And then they're going back and forth to zoom. So I think, They'd be, I mean, they'd be great interviews because I, because that's always what's boggled my mind too. And this freaked me out a little. It was like, okay, so I know when Zoom stuff takes a little longer because you'll, you'll pause a little more to land that because there's just a delay and it's kind of awkward because you're pausing and you're like, is my joke just not hitting or is it just the internet? And I don't want to be an asshole who's like, I'm just waiting and hope that's so funny. I'm just going to wait here. Like figuring that balance out is not easy. And it's always different. I've been in Zooms that are immediate responses yeah. and then in Zooms that are like several seconds. And then I'm like, I don't want to step on anything, but it's, it's such a wonky thing. So aside from, you know, figuring that out, um, obviously some material is going to be different. Cause I got some, I talked about some stuff that's specifically about zoom. That's going to be fun to translate. I think even make it more funny live, uh, talking about this goofy world that we've been living in. Uh, yeah. but the comedians that I know that were like legit comics who were already, tr- you know, already doing a bunch of live stuff pre pandemic and are still doing a bunch of live stuff, you know, like outdoor shows or whatever. Um, from what they've said, it's, you know, their, their, their stuff obviously has to change a little bit, but like, it's, you know, it's not like it doesn't all translate, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not nothing that we've been doing. Yeah. I there's a guy, uh, Mike McGee here in San Jose, he's a standup, but he's more known for, uh, for poetry. He's like actually a really well-known poet. And we were talking about, I had him in the podcast, like literally week two of the, of the, of the lockdown here. And, um, the conclusion we came together is if nothing else, there is no excuse for any comic to not have a lot of new material because we aren't driving around to hit mics. Um, we ha- we should have, in theory, you should have more time to write and think about what you want to be saying. Uh, so I think that's for me what Zoom has been great for. In the past, uh, prior to the pandemic, I was hitting anywhere from three to five mics per week, but it spanned from Sunday to Wednesday because okay. I don't get booked a lot. So the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that's mostly showcases. So I just couldn't get um, mic time. So I would write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get ready for whatever open mics that I have. But then I kind of wouldn't write the rest of the time, but now I'm trying to go to mics every day. And that force, yeah. even if you say, oh, I'm going to redo this set because I really want to get these this five minutes figured out. Nevertheless, I'm looking at it and I'm going, oh, maybe I don't want this word here or whatever. So the point I'm trying to get at is I've got much more disciplined at that as the behind the scenes aspect of doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. Uh, Likewise, like when I would do mics and it was just because I just didn't really have, you know, a lot of good material yet like i hadn't you know done a lot um but i'd be like in my hotel room you know being like i'd be like figuring out okay this this i think this takes three minutes to say <laughs> so i'm gonna go drive 40 minutes and park and put my name in a bucket after waiting in line and wait a couple hours to maybe get drawn out of a bucket and then to get like two minutes or three minutes yeah and to do that and it was fun I'll, i'm sure i'll do it again then go back and be like 
okay, um, how do I make that better? And that was a challenge I had a lot because I wasn't ingrained enough in any specific scene to have to, to really, I feel think like, feel like having like solid discussions with people to get like tags and like help and collaborate. Yeah. And I feel like zoom helps with that too. Cause yeah, like you said, number of sets. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'd probably average about, you know, a couple a day. Some days I don't do any, some days I do some, but you know, over eight months, that's hundreds of sets. Yeah. Like, so the material I'm doing now is stuff that I really didn't do live before. Yeah. Um, and I'm also able to get the immediate, you know, feedback. Uh, I think, I think it also helps lends itself towards, uh, encourages uh, creative behavior with each other. Like, I think this world is easier to be like, Hey, let's share the tag, you know, obviously with somebody who wants to hear it, but like, um, and that that's helped too quite a bit, uh, for me. Yeah, I think so. That's true. I have gotten feedback, uh, actually quite a bit of feedback on different things I've been saying. Now, a lot of people don't like that. I personally do because I just want to know how to get better. And if I walk off a stage and I did, I don't know how to get better off of that. I'm just like, that sucks. I want to figure this out. And a lot of it's internal, but a lot of it's, you know, helpful from others. Well, I think here's another difference. So with Zoom mic, at least the feedback I'm getting is from other comics. Whereas when I used to do it, I, I didn't like feedback as much because a lot of times it would just be one of the you know, half drunk audience members who come and go, Oh, hey, you know, yeah. that part about that, you should do this. I'm like, okay. Yeah. 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 You know, and I try to be cool. I'm cool with everyone. Like if anyone sure. approaches me to talk about whatever, or um, say they like something or wanted to, you know, I, I always laugh and we, we riff on it. I try to make a game out of it. So it's always cool. But then I'm like, I'm never using that. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's funny uh, that, that it happened, but it's not necessarily something that's going to change what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now with the zoom stuff and probably there's a lot of, most of the ones I go to are, are what I would categorize as open mic format, but I'm sure there's also writer group ones. There definitely are. There's, there's several, um, son of Stevens puts on a great one. I haven't actually done it yet, but I know it's, it's a really neat format. A lot of people had really taken advantage of it. it's uh, writing masterminds. I might have the verbiage a little wrong on it, but she posts a lot about it displaced and she tries to have them at different times throughout the week to where, um, to, to hit, towards can more convenient for people that live in different areas in the world. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. And, and a lot of people, yeah, there's, there's, there's a handful of stuff like that where, you know, you get together and whether you're writing together or the, the whole thing is, Hey, you're going to do a set and then you're going to get some feedback. Some I found to be more productive than others. Yeah. Um, Cause obviously uh, you know, to each their own and whatever they want to do. But uh, that's something that I think just kind of helps accelerate the process. Like I really feel like zoom comedy right now, like we got a cheat code right now, you know, yeah. like, I'm just going to exploit the shit out of it until further notice is my, my, my goal is my, uh, my thought on that. Like you can practice a bunch and, and work a bunch and meet a bunch of cool people. Like I said, networking dude, like, yeah, you can go, if you've been involved in this, like for a while, you can go, gosh, I don't know anywhere you couldn't go at least in America and in some other countries and have somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody to connect with. If not the person directly that you're already zooming with to be like, Hey, I'm going to this area. So like when things open up, I think that's gonna be really exciting. Cause you're going to be like, Hey, I'm going to this place or I'm going to be like, Hey, I'm going to this area. You know, one, I might already know who to talk to because we just talk about where we're from. And two, I might just be, you know, somebody be like, Hey, yeah, talk to this person. This show's going on here. Even if it's not a show just to connect. Um, yeah. It's just going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be good. So speaking of that, what are your predictions for opening back up? And then do you think that Zoom is going to stay relevant even after things are quote unquote safe? And safe is like, who knows what that means anymore? Yeah. What are your thoughts? 
So as far as it, I'm going to answer the, the second one first, or at least touch on it. Uh, 100%, absolutely. It's going to be different, but we uh, this is definitely going to stay relevant, whether it's Zoom or a different format. But this, it's like we say Google something or you want Kleenex. It's like Zoom is what you what you call it. But right. yeah, yeah, whatever. This is going to be something that stays. It's going to, it's going to evolve, of course. But, you know, going to a show, people are going to be in lines, I think, you know, going to the show and doing a set on their phone. Like people are doing that now. I mean, I, people are doing people are doing like I did a show the other day with the dude who had never done a Zoom before, but he was he was a legit comic who who who's been uh, working his ass off, and he was in is in New York, and he was about to go do a show. Um, at least I think it was New York. Shit, now I don't remember exactly, but he was about to go to a show, and he's in his car doing a set. Did great. He was a little worried because like is you know his first Zoom, I thought it was weird, but like dude, you did awesome and adapted to the fun and weird environment you're in, and then you just went into the live show and sent us some pictures, and it was really fun. Like, <laughs> like that's gonna keep happening. Why yeah. wouldn't we still work on stuff? It's gonna obviously change because a lot of these online mics are based around a live mic that shut down. That's kind of fun too, because like there's not fun that shut down, but like fun to have that history. And when things open up, a lot of those folks here I think are still gonna do uh, a Zoom, and some aren't, and they're gonna change when they do it. Um, as far as when opening up, I've got no clue. I really don't know. I mean, I think sometime this year things are going to be open, but I mean, that's not like a genius fucking like great prediction. I mean, or 2021. I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'd be surprised if next summer things were still all shut down. Yeah. I think, um, I think just as a people were just kind of idiotic and that we couldn't just wear fucking masks and, and wash our hands and stay distant for a little while. We had to wait until, you know, there's some vaccination out there and who knows what's going to happen from that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, the, I guess the part that I was always wondering, and this was even early on is the economics of everything. Yeah. Because especially here in the Bay area, it's very expensive to lease a place for, you know, whatever a brewery or a, a bar or a restaurant. And that's usually where we're doing our, our mics. And so there's so many bars that have just closed doors in this last 10 months that yeah. I'm just like, where are we going to go? I mean, I, it may, it may literally be just like a street comedy thing for a while until, um, restauranteurs and bar owners are feeling safe. Like, if, is it okay if I make an investment, is the government going to let me stay open? And then if you do make an investment, 100%, you're going to be looking for venue or looking for locations with big patios, right? Yeah, it's like the people who at least the people who had a patio to serve food, they were somewhat still in business and obviously pick up and take out. That's kind of kept people afloat. But I'm just looking at it like if I'm a restaurant or a bar owner, it used to be I want nights packed. And so stand up comedy was part of that in the sense that, well, if we know a bunch of comics are going to be showing up, at least they're going to be buying something. and Hopefully they bring people. So there was a economic incentive to host open mics, but now I, I just, I don't know the economics behind it. It's going to be weird, but I, I do know that all of us doing standup want to get back out there. So yeah. somehow we're going to have to force something to get out there. And then I just don't know what the business, the small business landscape is going to look like. And that's probably going to be a pretty significant um, factor. Obviously New York will probably be fine. San Francisco will be fine. LA will be fine. But these smaller markets where a lot of bars have gone out of business, uh, that's a great. That's a good point. Something that I I hadn't really thought much about. Um, I mean, I obviously thought about these businesses going out of business, but like yeah. just I, just as far as like, hey, you know, stuff's open up, but yeah, but what's still going to be anywhere? I mean, like, yeah. I think supply and demand. I mean, there's, but it comes from different angles because 
on the demand side, it's almost like the comics demand, like we want somewhere to go. So we might need to make somewhere to go. Yes. On the, and it might, and that might have nothing to do with economics. Cause like, yes. you know, cause to do a zoom, I mean, yes, it takes a lot. It's a lot of work to run a zoom, all these things, but the barrier for entry is, you know, 16 bucks a month to your buddy's password. Like, like, I mean, yes, it's work to do it, but like from a cost perspective, that's almost, it's close to nothing. Um, which is, uh, incredible, which is now it's like, now it's just about ability and drive and, and the, you know, actually seeking out and doing it, but life. Yeah. Like where would you even, I know there's a lot of, uh, and breweries actually the, so the, so the company I work for, um, uh, my actual job, um, is uh breweries are a significant portion of our customer base, a lot of craft breweries and stuff too. So I've been talking to a lot of them too, and a lot of them, yeah, are having a hard time. And a lot of them are actually, it just kind of depends on where they are too. Cause a lot of them are doing well with like a lot of to go stuff and they just happen to, you know, they, 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 they happen to become the ones that are like, they everyone wants like to support local kind of stuff. So, yeah. but, um, yeah, I mean, maybe stuff's going to go more to breweries than, than, than other places, um, than restaurants. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not, I haven't been on that side of things and it would be interesting to see. And I feel horrible for all the businesses that are, you know, facing all these challenges and seeing people having to pay rent and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like I know Tao comedy studio, um, out of LA, I've been, uh, I, I was very fortunate to, to get on uh, one of their zoom shows of the Bob, Bobby Oliver and uh, Chris Oliver run that and just seeing them post about just like how challenging it is having to pay. They're literally still having to pay rent. Yes. When they're le- not legal to open and then they'll go do things super safe. They'll do outdoor stuff. That's super safe and super legal. And then all of a sudden that became illegal. And yes. like, I'm not following it super closely cause I'm not in that area f- physically, but I do a lot of flappers, uh, zooms on flappers too. So like I kind of hear more of the talk about kind of in that area and, yeah. and you know, the club stuff. Yeah, no out here. Um, so one market that's just really amazing is Santa Cruz for a city that size um, to have the level of support for stand-up comedy is really amazing. And they had multiple venues and, um, there's a comic over there named DNA. He literally opened what he called the DNA comedy lab, which was an old renovated theater. He had to shut doors on that. I, I saw that in the feed just the other day. So that oh, was a bummer. Um, and then there were other, a couple other bars in Santa Cruz that had open mics that they've shut their doors because it's, yeah, again, everyone, it's like the landlords still want their money. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, and they can still do whatever they want to do. And yeah. like, uh, Oh geez. Um, so Tacoma comedy club is where I've, I've done several mics and always had a good time and really enjoy the comics there. Um, so the ownership there also owns Spokane comedy club. So they changed Tacoma comedy club to Tacoma burger company. Oh, good. Um, and just, I don't know all the details when I say just, but like, I know they changed over their menus to like focus on a bunch of different neat kind of burgers. They already had, you know, good food, but like just kind of changing it around. And then the Spokane one became a Spokane uh, shake company. I think it was called or something like that. So, so hopefully stuff stays on the menu when uh, stuff opens back up Um, and uh, seeing some people having to diversify and figure out different ways to keep rolling. Food is the key. And actually, I'm glad you brought that because I've been meaning to bring this up on the podcast for a few weeks now. But San Jose Improv, they are now doing um, chicken wings. And there's one other specialty item that they're doing that they uh, deliver. So anyone out there, if you want to support San Jose Improv, obviously, they won't be able to do shows for God knows how long. But they are selling food. Um, so, yeah, I think I think food is the key. And I think to, go, uh, you know, like uh, take out alcohol, you know. <laughs> It sounds so weird, but it does sound weird, (laughs) but whatever, man, anything to survive these crazy times for sure. Moving on, moving on to kind of more of a lighter subject. 
When sure. did you first get into stand-up comedy? What, uh, what, let's talk about, th- I guess, multiple different things. What was the motivation to get into stand-up? And then do you remember the first time you did stand-up and how did that go? So, uh, if you couldn't tell already, I'm a fan of attention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm the the jerk in class and like who likes public speaking? I was like one kid's like me me me. Where can oh, I yeah, can yeah, I talk? Yeah. Can I talk? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I had some weird kind of stuff growing up. Everyone's got weird stuff growing up. So you know, had some good you know feed and material kind of fed into me. Um, and just it's actually been several years where I had been considering. I say actually, like I'm sure it's a lot of people. I don't know. For like a couple of years, I had been like I want to do I want to do stand up. I want I love consuming stand up. I'd watch any you know stand up special I, I could and, okay. and any comedy. I just I just I, I just started just loving uh, uh get into uh, watching comedy. Um, and I didn't go to a lot of shows to watch, but I just like absorbing it and being like I want to do this. And I think I think I can. I think I think I can figure out a way to do this. And then I would spend time like recording what I thought were bits on like you know my phone and then sending them to some friends who were very kind for not just completely shitting on me but yeah. also not blowing smoke at my ass and none of those things i actually say on stage now because it was just horrible but like i was like okay i'm standing in my garage i'm saying this stuff i know uh, open mics about four minutes or whatever like there's one local here that okay. i was looking at and and it just eventually um when i was traveling uh for work and uh, um and my territory my sales territory is the northwest i was in california for a couple of special specific things but so you know portland and seattle areas where i was traveling a lot already and then um i had just i had been working on some stuff and went okay i'm gonna do it if um if anyone's gonna let me do uh, any set here and this was this it had been a while since i was sending a bunch of recordings to people like this was i was actually like really thinking like this stuff was actually funnier I was like, okay, if anyone's gonna let me do stand up tonight, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I was in Portland, Oregon. I was having dinner. I was wrapping up the day for work, and I was like, you know what? If I can go out and do this, someone's let me do it. I'm going to. Then I just looked up on my phone. I just looked up uh, open mic. You know, the day of the week that it was. I forget if it's like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, oh this was August of 2019, by the way. Got it. Um, uh, so a little a year and a couple months ago. And uh, I saw this place called Helium and it said, you know, Helium doesn't open mic. I'm like, I don't know what a Helium is, but it sounds cool. I'm like, oh, Helium Comedy Club. Okay, great. Yeah. And now I know like it's what this thing is. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. And and I read the, the description and said, here, you know, you can sign up to an open mic uh, and do three to five minutes. And I was like, oh, great. So I went to my hotel room and I, I rehearsed what I thought to be five minutes of, of stand-up comedy. And I'm like talking to my, uh, chat with my wife a little bit. I hadn't told her that I was going to go up, but I knew she knew at some point I was going to, but we, we talked about these, you know, these bits that I was working on. She'd always say like, write them down, just commit them to memory, write them down. Like, yeah, I know I'm writing them. I'm just saying them, but I know what I'm saying. That was a mistake. That was a big mistake on my part. Uh, <laughs> not actually writing it down. Um, and then I was hanging out at my hotel for a bit and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm doing it. And I, I, you know, got took a lift or whatever, uh, to helium and pulled up and was like terrified. And, and they, and I, the poor driver was being very kind to me as I basically did my set for them. Cause I was just like freaking out the whole time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't like say it for sure exactly, but like, I kind of talked about some of the stuff yeah. and they were, they're laughing and, and whether they were just giving me that, that's totally fine. I'll take it. And I pull up, they're like, do you want me to take a, like drive around on their lap right now? Cause they knew that I was just like stressed out. I'm like, uh, no, uh, you're not going to get money off of my misery. Yeah, yeah, my- yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I went the way that helium set up is, you know, you walk up these stairs, you go up these stairs. I'm like, okay, where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? And they like point where I go and I go and there's this uh, person at, you know, at this window, just, you know, taking names, people writing down this long list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew I was from on their website. They said, if you put down that you're new to comedy or that you're from a different area, 
I wasn't super clear on, on the verbiage of that, but basically you said you haven't been there before. There's a more likelihood of you going up because uh, a lot of people sign up and most people that sign up don't get up. This is like where people want to go do a mic. Um, so I signed up, I, I wrote down that I was, uh, that I was visiting from Idaho and that was my first time doing stand up or something along those lines. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I just started getting even more stressed out and then I'm like yeah, pacing for a while. Um, and I, and I call my wife and I tell her that, uh, that I signed up and I told her what's going on and she's like, Holy shit, that's, that's, that's big. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to be fun. And, um, and then I was, you know, bouncing some stories off of her cause we were talking about the things that I wanted to say. So I'm like pacing outside, like a lunatic kind of a little ways from the building. And then I'm looking at my phone, um, and just, you know, keep an eye on the time. Like, okay, now it's time to see the list. I scurry back up the stairs and like, there's, I'm like, where's the list? Like, Oh, it's at the barn. I don't know why for some stupid reason I figured it'd be like some well lit up on a wall, like some really easy to see area. Like, this is the list. I don't know why I thought that. So I'm like, looking around, like, there's two bars. I can't find this anywhere. And I'm like freaking out. And then I see these people just huddled over like the darkest area of a bar you could find in the corner of this bar. And they're just staring at the sheet of paper. I'm like, oh shit, that's it. And I go and I look and a couple names down, I see my name and I'm like, excited and scared. Cause like part of me is like, ah, I would have gotten out of it, but like I wanted to do it, you know, the, that moment. Uh, but then I saw the numbers and I was like, okay, well I'm third. Cause there's the, the, the host, the first comedian after the host, and then me. And then I saw this number three, but a lot of people had a three. I'm like, what's I'm like, Oh shit. That's three minutes. Isn't it? Like, I thought I was going to do five, which I didn't have five minutes. I didn't have three minutes of good material. Like, but like, I, but, but it threw me off. Cause I was planning on these couple of stories that I wanted to tie together that I'm like, to make it work, I got to get to the end. And, uh, and, and three minutes, I'm like, how do I even do that? So I'm scurrying down the stairs again. I come away. I'm like, honey, what's, what story is funnier crackhead or work story. And, uh, crackhead does sound sillier, but work story was, was like, that was the winner for, for this length of time that I have. I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. I have three minutes instead of five. I'm going to start pacing even more and just recording and, and just, you know, trying to work on this, uh, until time. So I go outside and do that. So I mentioned I'm traveling for work. I sell, uh, sell the, I sell the equipment that's used in different industries, a lot of fun industries. One of those is breweries that I mentioned. Yeah, and I yeah. just met that day, uh, one of our distributors in Portland who um, sells other equipment and they package like someone's buying other brew house, other stuff to get it from them. And they'll buy our piece of equipment also as part of that package. Okay. So I just met them in person. We had emailed the talk before and I, and then I shoot him a text. I'm like, all right, uh, you guys want to go out to dinner? Uh, I'm going to be at this, uh, the, let's meet up at this comedy club. Oh, healing. No. Oh, you want to meet up? Yeah. <laughs> So he's like, uh, so These they're like professional acquaintances. So they're like, so they're like, yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, it's going to be an experience no matter what. It's going to go great. Oh, it's going to no. go bad. No matter what happens, we are bonding tonight is what's going to happen. I love seeing your reaction on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I text them. And so they show up. One of the dudes shows up. Uh, it was just going to come later. That's not super important. The story <laughs> shows up. And I'm like, hey, man, um, so go get us a table, uh, order some food, order, order a beer. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to be in there in a little bit, but I'm pacing outside for a while. Cause you're going to watch me do stand up for the first time in my life. Oh. And they're like, what? I'm like, I know <laughs> this is good. We're going to, it's going to be fun no matter what. Uh, and they're like, they're all like really pumped for me and very, you know, supportive. Um, and then we went inside and, and then sat down. I'm outside just pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. And finally it's time to go. And I go and I get in the green room and I meet um, a little actually before the mic. I, I met the, met the host Shane Brennan, one of the funniest people, I've ever encountered. Um, and he's hosting and he's just sitting there and there's, you know, they have a green room and I'm talking to him and I introduce myself and tell him, you know, this is my first time. Oh, he asked like, this is my first time there. I'm like, yeah, it's actually my first time doing, you know, doing stand up at all. I had a hard time saying the word comedy or stand up. Cause like, 
I don't know. Right when you start, I think you have a hard time calling yourself a comedian or saying you're oh, doing 100%. whatever. You're yeah. like, I'm like, I got some stuff I'm going to say. I've never done this before. And he's like, okay, great. You know, he's being supportive. And then when he goes up, he does his set. I love this. And I'm like, you, you could have been doing this without me there, but it was just perfect. Where he's like, gets on stage and part of his set, he's talking, about, he's like, you know, if you ever, uh, you know, you think you're funny around the water cooler at work, uh, you watch some Netflix specials, think I could do that. And you just think you're a funny person. Maybe the first time you try doing comedy, maybe. Maybe it's not a packed comedy club. Maybe it's not a big crowd. Like it wasn't sold out there, but like there was, you know, probably 7,500 people there. He's like, he's like, maybe you go with a little bar, like a bar somewhere or something. And maybe you just try that out first. And I'm like, in the green, I'm like, that is awesome. Thank you so much for teeing that up for me. Um, And the next comic went up and I was screwing, like it was messing with my head, especially when I wasn't super solid what i was gonna say yeah. if i heard any other set it just messed my head i'm like i don't want to hear this right now so i'm like leaving the green and walking out so i'm like dude you gotta get in there like it's i, I actually didn't leave when that the the comic right before me was up but before that i'd been going in and out i was like i i just don't want to sit here and i need to be able to concentrate on try to remember what i'm what i'm thinking to do and, and uh because i didn't prepare very well um and then I'm, at one point i was even like when do i go out i'm like oh yeah when they fucking call your name <laughs> I was, I was like so like well, how does this work what am i doing it was so stupid but i was so stressed but it was also, yeah, 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 yeah. Also still things going around in your head yeah so so they call me up and i go out and i uh i say a couple of things uh get a laugh real quick and i'm like that's all i needed <laughs> like, that's yeah. all, oh some some the kind lady in the front row laughed at something i said and, I, and then i i tied back to like i'm like well these it was shane was talking about the the person that watches the Netflix and, you know, the shows and the specials and thinks they're fun around the water cooler work, blah, blah, blah. And just tries to do comedy. Well, I, that's exactly me. So let's see how this goes. And that got me some love. And I didn't want to bring up that it was my first time on it. Cause I wanted to like, I don't know. I didn't want to be judged based on that. I just, but I was like in the moment and then I just go through uh, what I wanted to say. And I, I screwed up a bit. Cause obviously I didn't prepare very well. I got some laughs and I uh, walked off that stage with an incredible feeling. They're, they're known for having like a really good room. People are there, you know, they paid five bucks to get in to watch. They're, yeah. you know, they got a couple of item in them. So they've had some drinks, they had some food. They're there to, they're there to laugh. I was very fortunate to have that be my first audience because that was definitely not the same experience I've had since then a lot of times. Um, and then I uh, walked off and then just felt amazing. Uh, went and sat down with those dudes who I just met and we just had food and drinks the whole show and just had a great time. And I love that I got to then just enjoy watching really funny comedians who I would have never seen, yeah. or at least at this moment, which was has been a real treat as being like being able to see comics that I like, unless they're on Netflix or whatever specials and like, I just wouldn't have seen them. Um, and then the final comedian went up, he headlined and, and I know that's a joke when people are opening mic last night, but they they did like they had him. I could tell like he did a long, longer set and it was part of the club. Mm-hmm. His name's Adam Posse, um, he, and he had mentioned there was mention of he had just won Portland's funniest uh, comic or funniest whatever mm-hmm. um, uh, a couple of days before, uh, and I didn't really know what that meant. Um, but then at the end, uh, after that, I went to the bar in the back and I went up to him uh, and he had talked about uh, being uh, part Samoan. And I'd actually lived in Samoa for a while. And that was part of my story I was telling. I didn't say Samoa specifically because I didn't think it like it didn't really help my set. Like, but but I was saying, like, hey, that place I was talking about was actually in Samoa. And I showed him a tattoo I've got on my leg, my ankle. Uh, when I got back from Samoa, I, I brought back some art with me and I had an American artist help put together like a design based on what I brought back and got it on my leg. And I showed it to him. I'm like, this is a tattoo I got too. And just, you know, I just think, and I think it's really cool too. Just, you know, ha- happy to meet you. You did, it was fun, great to see you. Um, 
and you know, I really enjoyed seeing your comedy. I laughed a lot. And he's like, Oh, cool, dude. He's because I lived in Samoa. He's like, He's exactly cool, dude. But he said, Uh, uh he didn't saying though, it was he said, I've never actually been to Samoa. You're more Samoan than me. <laughs> and then we just got a good chuckle, I'm like, Oh man, this guy's just nice and, and funny and fun. And then uh, he was talking to uh, one of the dudes I was with, one of just uh, left. And then Adam just left. He's like, Hey, you know what, guys? I'll be back in a little bit. I'm going to go say hello to some people. And I expected to never see him again. I would be totally, totally polite. Like I wouldn't be offended, but then he comes back in a few minutes. Mind you, there's been a couple of drinks since the first, since I did my set, he comes back and he says, uh, Hey, I'm, we're a bunch of us comics are going to another mic. You want to go? Nice. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I do not want to do a set. Cause I did not do great here. It's going to be, and I found there's going to be a lot of the same people that were there were here, but I was like, I'm not, not, I'm not missing out on this experience no matter what. Um, so we went to the next place and on the way I called my wife and, and told her what's going on. And she's like, Holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> what was the second place? So the second place was called lamp. Okay. Um, it's a, uh, it was a bar that is uh, I think pretty close to helium. Okay. I don't remember exactly how far I was. I wasn't, I wasn't driving. Um, but but I went there and a lot of the comedians who had who had just gone up at Helium were there. A lot of the ones that we, I could tell like were pretty seasoned. Yeah. Um, went up there and they were just hilarious. And I, that's the only time I'd been at Lamp, but from my understanding, they're known for it being kind of you know pretty tough. It's it's a bar with maybe just you know a couple people, oftentimes just really drunk at the bar, and then the other comedians that are there. But they're really funny comedians too. So I was just having a blast. I was was chatting with Adam, getting some feedback, and he was really kind and, and giving me some advice um just having a good time and after everyone had gone up he he asked the host to come but uh, come over to me and ask if i wanted to go up and i was like oh nice. my like i so don't but i'm so definitely going to right yeah, now got <laughs> so i that talked i could tell you that was a test oh for sure yeah i'm like i went up and i talked for about five minutes i did this i ended up i ended up doing the crackhead story not not a very good job of it and then i ended up doing what i already done and then at one point i was like look I'm having a blast. I just decided to try this the first time, like a few hours ago. And then I got a woo Nico kind of like got some support. And then he was like, dude, you went up in the, you didn't win in the pit. You did it. I'm like, yeah, it was fun. And then he's like, okay, a bunch of us comics are going to this house called Clinton house. It's oh a shit. The party rolls on. Do you want to, do you want to go? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. So I ended up going, we end up going with, uh, we end up hanging out on this porch drinking white claws. So, you know, fairly late and it's the comedians that were you know had, had just been at lamp some of the people that worked at lamp people had been at helium just their friends and stuff but we just hung on the porch just having a having a ball and just talking comedy and and meeting people and uh and then eventually i was like dude because I, I, I was there for work i was like i had a, a trade show kind of thing the next day i'm like i this was awesome thanks so much um i gotta go yeah. <laughs> and then and then i hit my hotel room and uh that was that was I got my first hit and was like, I'm going to be doing this until like, for some reason decide to, or can't anymore. Um, I talked with uh, my buddy, Pete Munoz. Mm, hell yeah. He, um, you know, he's been doing it a long time, but he, I basically go, I, I feel like this is a life sentence. And he goes, yeah, it is. Once you get the <laughs> feeling and you get the itch for trying to make a joke work and getting in front of people and getting laughs, it's like, it's really hard to walk away from. I know people do it. Yeah. I'm sure people burn out and take breaks, um, but it's, it's very addictive, but I, I'm a big fan of Portland. I used to travel there quite a bit um, oh, cool. for work, but this was, this was eons ago. This is early two thousands. I wasn't into comedy. I wasn't thinking about comedy, but I just, 
I liked the scene in Portland. And then with my colleagues, whoever I was hanging out with, I agree with you. When you go to different places, it's pretty easy to make friends in Portland. And then you go, you end up going one place to another place. And, um, the, the comics here in the Bay area who do go to Portland for comedy, they all rave about it. Say Portland's got a great comedy scene, great vibe. Um, so yeah, I, I got to find my way up there for comedy one of these days. Make sure to put down that's your first time there. Cause I've, I've been there since, uh, at helium and didn't get up. Uh, actually I was really lucky. I got up, I think both times I first two times I signed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, there were like a couple of months apart though, which was fun too, because it was like, I had actually developed material that I thought was actually good now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I don't, it's none of, none of what I do now still, but, um, but it was really fun. And then the next time I went there, I didn't get on, but there's also a mic down the street, which is pretty common where basically everyone goes to helium signs up. You don't get up or you do. And then you'd go up later at this next one or, or you don't get up. And then you just walk down to this, uh, to this bar, you know, a few blocks away and get on this list and go on like this marathon mic that goes for a very long time, which I'm really glad that they, they, they put on there. Um, and, and Pete, yeah, I've, I've, I've met Pete on zoom, uh, done some zoom mics with them. Um, his, his, his mic that he does uh, Monday nights that his did his uh, show a Friday night show, I think once or maybe twice. Oh, the drunk comedian um, one. What's that? His drunk comedian show. Or so he, well, the first time he did, it wasn't called that. I'm not saying it wasn't that I'm <laughs> just saying that it wasn't called that, but he did a Monday night. Yeah. He's been doing a Monday night, um, Mike, and then started yeah, tossing up. Uh, and then he, and then Tuesday he does that one with Melanie yep. and, uh, but then he does like a, a more kind of like, you know, established book show deal on Friday nights. I don't know if he's still doing it all the time, but that was a wooden land show. And I, I did that a while back and yeah, it's been fun to connect with so many people from all over. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. I find when people first try stand-up comedy, um, they we all do the same thing, which is we we go up with more of a diatribe mm-hmm. and a setup punch, setup punch. And so I think I think maybe established comics sometimes they just want to see, okay, is he going to figure it out this time, or is it going to be another uh, first time diatribe and then they're out? They just sit. Yeah did it but with you you're one of the ones man some of us it just hook gets there's something about it my I'm, I'm sure my first time i remember kind of what i did it wasn't so much a story as a commentary but there was no breaks in it it was just me you know going and going and going and there was no rhythms no breaks no pause no punch no nothing um, <laughs> i haven't i don't think i've used even one thing from that first time Maybe, yeah, maybe there is. And it's just about doing it. When people are like, what do you just, do, expect your first time? Like, don't expect a bomb. Don't expect to do great. Like, who cares? Just expect to do it. And like, no matter what, you're going to have an experience. Like, whatever. Like, that was with those guys. I'm like, you know what? We're bonding right now. If I bomb too, that was going to be a bond. Like, we were going to sit there and there was going to be, uh, it was going to be, you know, no matter what happened. And and that three minutes. So I was trying to tell a story that needed more than three minutes to tell. Now I've developed it to where I can do three minutes of the story on its own and every minute stands on its own, but builds to each other to right now. It's a story. No, it's not the only material that I do, but I've been working on it right now. It's about 12 minutes start to work finished of stuff that I've worked on, on that. And I've gotten to do that because of zoom. And if I hadn't done that, I actually thought of it like after the first couple of zoom mics, I'm like, man, I'm just, not doing well. And these, these bits are just not great. But what if I go back to the thing that I, in my heart was like, this is what I want to, this is going to be my set. Like, it's like, this is going to be what I'm going to, I want to be known. Like, like this is going to be something that's like eventually is going to be half an hour or longer talking about this 
set of experiences and I went back to it and been working on it a bunch and, um, and it's been really fun. I'm ex- excited to do that live. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Going back to it. So you said you watch a lot of comedy on TV. Who are some of the people who, I guess you would call your faves or. Yeah. And it's going to be like the same that a lot of people, I'm not, I'm not like, Oh, I knew all these indie smaller things. I don't, I don't play, play me, but I think John Mulaney is incredible. Uh, Taylor Tomlinson, at least you know, I, I saw her special for her most recent, or I think I can say how many specials she's had, but I saw her special uh, that, that's that came out in the last year. So that was just incredible. I mean, I really like Mike, Mike Birbiglia. Okay. Um, I mean, there's, there's so like, there's probably more that I really like than that I don't. But when someone's like, "Hey, who's your favorite of all time?" kind of thing, uh, John Mulaney's the the person nice. uh, that I uh, continue to, uh, to say. <laughs> yeah, he's good. It's quick. I think, yeah, he never check into rehab or something. Yeah, yeah, I saw that recently. So I hope hope the best for him for sure. But um, from at least the post that I saw, he checked into rehab for for booze and coke, and at least that's you know the headline that I read. Whatever act will really happen, I don't know, but um. That's a bummer. I hope, hope he does. Hope he's all right. Yeah. For some reason, I think Coke and comedy go together. I don't know why. I don't use Coke. I never used it, but it seems like it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have, I have not either. Yeah. Um, I got to imagine when you're at a point of success and you've got, you know, disposable money and, and, and you're, and it's gotta be weird and stressful. And I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what drives to everything. Well, but- I think there's a factor that a lot of us who, aren't doing this for a living, we don't think about. And that's the, um, the fact that you're nocturnal when you're a standup, you know, I, I yeah, think most of your point. work is done. Um, most of your work is done between the hours of nine and one or 2 AM. Right. Yeah. And so even the shows like, you know, whatever the eight o'clock shows that comedy clubs have, I think most comics will tell you like, Oh, I'm barely even alert at that eight o'clock show. And so, you need some go juice when you're doing that. I used to work nights to get through school. I worked nights and you're just a zombie, man. Most of the time you're, you're just barely scraping by. So, um, cocaine, the new sponsor, What's that? <laughs> cocaine, the new sponsor of the podcast, the new sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. But so I would say that's the one reason why I, not the one reason there's many reasons, but, uh, I don't think I could ever do this as a profession. Just because I, I don't, I don't like when we, back when we were doing this in the real world, um, you know, it was rough the nights I'd go out because some nights I wouldn't even be back till one 30 AM and my job, I'm usually either up or in the office by six 37 AM. And so I wasn't getting a lot of sleep and I was tired a lot. And now with the zoom stuff, man, I sleep, I sleep every day. The latest zoom I'm on is usually until like at worst 10. Yeah. There's not done by nine, eight 30. And yeah. fantastic, man. I don't know. I've been saying this for the last few podcasts. I don't know how I'm going to go back to, I want to, don't get me wrong. I want, but I'm, I don't know how I'm going to go back to it because then I got to go back to balancing. Okay. I got to be up early. I got to be out late. I got to find time to do the writing. And before, you know, there was, you got, you have a family, it sounds like. So you're like yeah. rushing your kids around. You're doing, yeah. soccer, you do, you're doing all these things like, oh man. And at some point we're all going to go back to that and it's going to be hard. Yeah. And that's one reason why I did just did it when I traveled. Yeah. I'm, I'm married and have three kids. Like it's, you know, but I can, you know, pop off in the garage for an hour. I mean, I try to stay for most shows that I'm on, um, yeah, at least book too. shows. I try on mics too. Sometimes I don't always, but sometimes I'll pop on, I'll do a set and bounce and I'll let the person putting it on. If it's a book show, I'll let them 
know before I accept, you know, go like, you know, say, Hey, put me on just in case that's going to cause a problem. I don't want to disrupt anything. Um, but it's sure as hell convenient. Like I'm doing a show tonight and then, um, I don't think I'm on any tomorrow, but then the next week I took off work. So I'm just doing a bunch of kind of just pretending I'm like, just going to pretend like that supports me. (laughs) My family just have fun, do some podcasts and, and do some shows and stuff, but it's super convenient. Like you said, you can do like Friday nights is usually when I'll do, two to four sets within a span of like two hours. Okay. Um, what's fun then too, is like by set four, if I'm doing the same stuff, that set's changed by then. Cause yeah. you're just getting so much rehearsal in. Um, yeah. Yeah. The evolution of a joke I've found is much quicker now that I'm going daily. Oh, for sure. Before, um, actually this is a good, this is kind of a good, uh, indicator of how things are going to go when we do go back to normal. And in that, like I was telling you, most of my comedy was either, it was between Sunday and Wednesday. Yeah. On those weeks where I would just end on Wednesday and not get back until Monday. It felt like I was starting all over with a joke or with a bit because it just felt kind of like, okay, I'm back up here. And almost always my Monday nights were just like, this is going to be bad, but I'll just go up there and, you know, muscle my way through it. And then usually if I did feel good about something, it was on a Wednesday because I had, you know, had you, you had progressed it. It's like you topped off the week. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I feel on Friday night zooms. Cause I'll do several throughout the week. And then, um, and then Friday nights, like if, even though it's Mike's, it feels like the show in the sense, like, this is what I've been building this week to be on this. And then any shows I am on on the weekend is just, uh, I sit on the cake and, you know, try to get some mics in, in between, um, in between when I can. Do you, uh, incorporate a lot of family stuff into your, uh, Ah. You know, I haven't, um, I, I don't know exactly why, but yeah. like for whatever reason, it's just not, I'm, I'm kind of, I want to say I'm lazy in writing in a certain way. Like I know a lot of people write like every day, like a bunch of like, just write words and something yeah. will connect or whatever. And like, that's just not what makes me happy. Like I'll just be sitting around doing something all of a sudden I go, ah, that's silly. That's a silly point. And then like start building a story around it. If it's something that hits and I might work on that story for months while yep. working on other stuff too. Um, that doesn't exactly answer your question in that part, but yeah, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I haven't, I haven't really, there's definitely stuff there to, there to use. Uh, I talk a little bit about my family growing up, Okay, but, but not, not a lot of like, you know, wife and kid kind of stuff. Hey, if it doesn't go in too much into your act, can you tell me what's, what's your story with Samoa? <laughs> Yeah. So I've heard this, you mentioned that before, but I, I don't, how did you end up there? And what, what yeah. So the couple of lines from the, the thing is I got busted in high school for selling weed. Cause you're not supposed to do that there. Um, and then that, that kicks off the story about basically, so I, I got busted selling weed in, in Samoa. No, no, sorry. I got, I was no. So I grew up in San Jose, California. Got I it. went to Oak Grove high school for at least ah, a okay, little no. while. Um, and, uh, I got busted there selling weed in the bathroom, like an idiot. Everyone's uh, a hustle. No yeah. joke. And then, uh, and then I went to juvie for a few weeks that I got out on probation. Um, and then I, I failed probation. Um, I think it was about eight or nine months later. Was that a piss test you failed? Yeah. Yeah. And my, my joke I do there is like, um, I was, I would because I, I I passed way more than I was supposed to because I like I messed with oh, the don't test. Don't your joke on on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will. But uh, it's all right yeah. if that's if if that's what makes me not a successful comedian, then then uh, then that's there's other issues going that on. But no, it's, it's time. Fun. He was on an obscure podcast. With yeah, he used that joke and it was done downhill yeah. from there on. Yeah. So um. So still going the story basically about I got busted and then I ended up you know having too many dirty drug tests 
And then instead of getting sent to like getting locked up again for a little while, like having this other program to go to, uh, my parents decided to go the other route, which the option was to go to this program in the wilderness, um, wilderness program, we hike around, um, for a couple of months. And then I ended up, they ended up from there, sent me to a program in Samoa. And I haven't actually dove a ton into the stuff in about Samoa itself in the set. Like there's still a lot of work to do because this, this isn't done yet, but like, that's not a part that I really developed a lot yet. Um, but what program I was in was in Samoa for a year. Okay. Um, and it was a weird freaking experience. And there's some, uh, stuff with like, you know, a lot of it's, a lot of it's like emotional, like, uh, uh weird workshoppy, um, brainwashy kind of, you know, shit to dig through which is funny there's some really funny shit in there that i'm gonna figure out um but yeah yeah it was like it was i I don't know the words because i'm not a social worker but it was like some kind of cognitive behavior of therapy type work or something yeah yeah and that and and a lot of the focus was people that had you know issues with drugs so like i was there with people who were like uh you know did crack and and heroin and and meth and stuff and i was like did you just hear my did you hear my laundry machine ding yeah (laughs) I put it on pause for us to turn off all the way. Love Zoom. And that makes things funny. Shit happens like that all the time on Zooms. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, but there were people there that were there for like big stuff. And I was just like, I smoked weed. <laughs> so that that kind of ties into my whole bit about um about how it was made me very unpopular in that. Uh but uh yeah, yeah. So I was there for a little over a year and that was a program in in Oregon. But yeah, it's uh weird, interesting experiences and ones that um you know, I get a, I get a story that not everybody gets to tell. I think it is interesting how sentiment has kind of changed, at least around marijuana. Yeah. Where they go, well, should we, I mean, marijuana, marijuana isn't one of those things where you start stealing from your parents. Yeah. You know, like giving up sexual favors for it or whatever, you know, it's like, if you got it, you use it, but if you don't, you don't, but now, but in the past, like up until probably five or six years ago, we always lumped them in with meth and crack and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, well, the that's big- like a joke. It's like, what? Yeah, like, really? You yeah. really care? <laughs> Tendencies are just very different between the users. But I will say one thing: I can see it as how. So I'm I'm a kid of the '80s, right? I was born in '75, so um, we had the kind of that say no to drugs era. Yeah, and they always called um, marijuana the gateway drug. I I kind of do agree with that because I think it makes you a little more casual if someone hands you something else. You go, ah, what the hell? Yeah, a shot. But I don't think it's. I don't know as far as drugs go. Yeah, I don't think the I don't know the path to the harder drugs, but I don't know that the path is like, oh man, I'm so stoned. What's next? Now I need a bigger high. Like I don't know if that's where it goes, but absolutely. And you put yourself in more, you know, especially when it's illegal, you yes. put yourself in more illegal situations, and you're with people that are doing other things. And then the people that I know that have gone on to harder stuff, um, that's usually been the case. Is like they were just hanging out with their buddy who was doing X Y Z, and they were high and just had a little bit of a different perspective and did something uh, they might not have done. But but it's not. It wasn't like oh man. Only I had something better than weed. Yeah, but maybe maybe that's the case too. So I don't know. And addiction's a weird thing that I'm not a, a crazy expert on. But I met a lot of people who had a lot of issues, and I you know certainly had issues as well. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting, and and it's a set that I get to that I get to you know I don't really worry about like oh is someone else going to think of that joke <laughs> like <laughs> like nope <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Yeah, I think that is true. If you stick to the things that have happened to you or that, 
you've obser- observed and you're not necessarily going off. Like for instance, you know, obviously every comic has their pandemic stuff now. Yeah. You're kind of in a risky territory. Like you're going to say something that someone else has already thought of and said, it's almost a guarantee. Um, but then if you do, well, how am I coping with the pandemic and what's happening in my household because of the pandemic, you, you'll probably be safer. I mean, even yeah. then you're probably going to get the overlap, but for sure. Um, yeah, that's, you know, what one of my first thoughts was when I started comedy was, um, I think the second time I went to go do, um, when, when I first went, you're just so, you don't know, you're so naive, you're so ignorant, you don't know what's, so you just go up and you say whatever you say, yeah. but then you start cooking up a lot of premises in your head. Oh, I want to try this premise. I want to try this premise. And what I realized is after seeing everyone go up, I'm like, man, I think about four or five of the premises that I wanted to hit on were just hit on. By <laughs> and so that's where I kind of realized like, oh shit, being original in stand-up comedy, that's almost as hard as being funny in stand-up comedy. Oh, for sure. And I think I, I have a, so much respect. So I don't do, at least I had it and I do a little more now, like a, a ton of like, today xyz happened kind of stuff like i know when people say that they're obviously didn't happen that usually didn't happen that day and they, there's something that they're working on but like i have a lot of respect for comedians that take just normal everyday stuff and have a take on it that's yeah. just different and it's really hard to nail that balance of it's just different enough to where when you hear it your brain connects those dots and you're like oh shit that's funny to not being super extreme but not being so like obvious that everyone else has already said it like that's that's the that's the trick walk by us walk by something that you know a million people walk by and say something different that that in a way that makes them connect and, and laugh. And that's, that's really, really tough. Most of the stuff, like I don't really have a lot of pandemic stuff. Like I've tried to just kind of stay away from that kind of for that reason. It's just also yeah. not stuff that really just comes to me. Got a couple of kind of fun lines that I hadn't heard before yeah. um, in that. Um, but I've, I've got been, but also having a lot of weird experiences in zoom um, has lent to doing some bits that I think work better in zoom than they would live unless like uh, let's say add some stuff to adapt it, which I think will actually be kind of funny. I think it'll be kind of fun to go back and kind of help explain like, this is where we lived for the last year and a half or whatever it happens to be. And this is some wild, seemingly wild comparisons to live stuff. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, lot of fun stuff to, to do with that. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, Nico, this has been, this has been a blast. Why don't you, you said you have a showcase tonight. This, unfortunately, I probably won't have this posted up tonight, but do you have any other um, dates you want to plug? Yeah. So really, if you just uh, go to my website, laugh, it's it's a LinkedIn page or linked tree page that I point to with the URL, <laughs> but it's uh, but it has a list of everything. Uh, laugh your Lukoff, uh, laugh your Lukoff.com. Okay. And that's where I'm on Instagram too. And that's just where I put all my dates and stuff. I got a bunch of fun shows and adding to it. And uh, I've been really fortunate in, in being able to get on some uh, fun stuff. Cool. I'll put that in the notes. Yep. There we go. I got awesome. it. Okay. I'll put that in the podcast notes, but man, this has been fun. And look, I am really, I tell everyone this, I'm looking forward to the day where we get to bump into each other. Hell yeah, dude. Physical mic, shoot the shit, catch up, tell some jokes. Um, it's right around the corner. We're going to be there at any day. And I <laughs> want to check out, um, are you, so are you in the Bo- Bo- Boise, Idaho area or? Different? Yeah, I am. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Nampa. It's about, I'm about 30 minutes West of Boise. So Cause yeah. I, Cause I've heard a lot of good things about Boise. Yeah, me too. And there's, there's been a, there's been a, a cool venue there that's been doing shows too. Um, I, I haven't done anything there yet. Just pandemic and yeah, a lot yeah. like our COVID rates, you know, we are pretty 
high as far as um, the rate of um, increasing and everything. Yeah. I guess that's what a rate is. Actually, I didn't have to explain that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it felt a little weird. Uh, yeah. But they do. But, but what I like too, like what I've seen what they've done is they've done like a really good job. Like they're really safe distance. They're they're running everything right. So I'm definitely not shitting on them. I think it's pretty cool. Um, Lounge at the end of the universe is the is the venue that I see a lot of cool shows happening. At. Even shows with people that I've met on Zoom are doing shows there. Wow. Um, I haven't I haven't made it to any yet, but. Uh, I plan to reach out and try to get on something there at some point when I, when I feel like it's, you know, kind of makes sense to do. And, and uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it'd be neat. Hit me up if you come by here. All right, Nico.